0: Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And
1: I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to
0: you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful listeners and the Self-Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self-Care Club. Wellness, road tested, the epilogue show. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Friday's Epilogue Show, where we are taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of sisterhood. It's like a relearning back to that again that sisterhood mm. lives so deep in my heart and soul, and it lights mm. up every single part of my body, and it will continue to do so. So, when I am met with anything that is the opposite of sisterhood, that's why it disturbs my soul so heavily. Yeah. It, it 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 does so how have you been feeling since our week of sisterhood lauren good supported nurtured uplifted
1: by our sisterhood circle which i didn't want to do but then did but then enjoyed <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's that's the usual pattern of how you and i work isn't it isn't it
1: just it's it's been it's been like a good vibe week i'm really glad we did this week actually it feels positive for everyone. And it feels
0: kind of bigger than us. And I'm really enjoying that. How about you? Yeah, I feel exactly the same. I mean, I like to think that sisterhood plays an enormous part in my everyday. And I always try and celebrate women and encourage women and, you know, champion women. Um, And I like, I like to think that I do that as much as I possibly can. So to put the banner of self-care around it, I think is just beautiful. It makes me very happy. Yeah, agreed. Um, And you know, the questions of did you enjoy it? Is it something you'd like to do again? They don't feel very relevant here this week, do they? They
1: don't feel very relevant here. No,
0: it's not quite a pelvic floor trainer, is it? It's just a sort of (laughs) lifelong way of being. Yeah, a lifelong way of being. Yeah. And I think that there's always room for women to grow. I mean, look how much we've grown in the past 20 years, even in the past five years. Um, mm. and I think the one, the gap that I would like to see close more and quicker is women supporting one another more. Cause I think it happens in close knit circles, mm. but I think outside of that, it's the opposite. And I think we need to stop mm. seeing one another as a threat and I, and that's not our fault. That's how society kind of wants us to feel towards one another, but we're not a threat. Actually, when we come together and when we stand together, that's when real power happens. And I would like to see that happening much more so. Amen. Amen. Should we get on to what our listeners had to say? Yes, please. So I asked on Instagram, would you consider sisterhood as part of your self-care? Now, I was quite surprised about this. What do you think the answers were?
1: I, I... I'm not sure if how I would reply because of the wording of that question. So if you ask me, would I say that sisterhood was important? Yes. If you ask me, was it part of my self-care? I would have to really sit and think about that. And I think that may have put some women who may have said yes off. So I'm going to go with like a two thirds thing, two thirds. So what's that? Like 66.6% of women, I'd say.
0: Hmm. 66% said yes, it is part of their self-care. <laughs> I mean, you're getting scarily wow. good at this. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, so two-thirds. Yeah. I wonder why the other third said no. Well, and I and I phrased it very um consciously that way, because obviously we have a self-care podcast and we're doing sisterhood as a practice, and I wanted to see how people view sisterhood. Mm. Is it is it important to them is it something that makes them feel good is it something that makes them smile is it something that brings joy to their life if there's a big fat yes to all of that then i would consider that part of self care yeah funny that isn't it yeah it is and so i would love to to sit and talk to every single one that said no just to get an idea of how they do consider sisterhood in their life and where it fits yes yes So then I asked, um, tell us about the power of sisterhood. And that's where my heart started to fill up with warmth, Lauren. Um, Tell me what they said. Kerry said, the future is all about feminine energy, feeling, intuition and love. We are stronger together. And then I replied to her, and she then went on to explain a bit more. And she said, it's taken me until now, and I'm 50, and being on a bit of a spiritual awakening to appreciate just how important appreciating and lifting up our fellow sisters really is. I loved that. Feminism always felt new agey and something that other women did, even though I'd consider myself to be strong and independent. But these past few months have been a complete awakening for me. And now feminine means so much more. At one with nature, compassionate, caring, kind, strong, knowing, independent and capable. The list goes on. I'm celebrating being part of a growing sisterhood, which can only be good, not just for women, but for the entire planet it feels like a great time to be alive oh i love that isn't that beautiful i mean yeah so articulate so on board with that um and she can have this spiritual awakening at 50 i think they can just continue to keep coming and actually every awakening i've ever had i always feel much more drawn to the feminine and much more drawn to my to my sisters in life it's true yeah amazing love that Jessie said, it's feeling like you have an independence and a separate support system to your home. Louise said, we all need connection and our women tribe understand our emotional stuff better. Abby says, sisterhood is a bond with someone who is not your sister, but could be. They are a family, which I thought was absolutely beautiful. Laura says, it's so important to have your best friends around, to listen to, to be heard and to have fun with. And Freya said, having a rant, (laughs) gaining and giving advice, socialization, and they tell you how it is absolutely yeah beautiful life would be so sad without our girlfriends I can't even imagine it's it's not even worth imagining is it I don't I wouldn't manage I wouldn't cope without I wouldn't cope without my sisterhood it keeps me alive it keeps me going it keeps me grounded it keeps me joyful it's
1: it's the best part about being a woman So we've had lots of emails this week because we've asked you to email us in about women that you find inspirational. And we're really excited to tell you that we have another bonus episode coming up on March the 8th to celebrate International Women's Day. So please tune in then to hear all of your wonderful nominations of amazing women. Yeah, we're really excited about that. So that's our week in full. Thanks for being in touch. Please keep your messages coming in to tell us your thoughts and experiences on the week's practice and any practices you'd like us to try. You can email us at hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk or find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. We're going to take a short break and see you back here for our wellness newsflash.
0: This week at Sukarnov. On Clash of the Titles, things got a little awkward when Alex, Vicky, and Chris discussed the Incredible Hulk going to the hairdressers. Have you never had a haircut? and gone, that is not what I asked for. I can't remember what
1: it's like to go to the hairdressers. <laughs> oh God, sorry, sorry, that's triggering. Sorry, that's on me. Bad yeah, Bad absolutely, yeah, that is on you. Yeah. Absolutely, I didn't. I forgot. I forgot because we haven't seen you for such a long yeah. time. We forgot you've got no, <laughs> no hair. I'm still bald. <laughs> so... Yeah, it hasn't grown back <laughs> magically since we last spoke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And over on Football Ramble Presents, the On The Continent team have been keeping you across all the European knockouts, as well as a possible title race in League 1 as well.
1: Icardi can be so frustrating because he can be just one of the most impressive finishers. But, you know, when he's not quite on it, he's kind of like the David Blaine in football. Like, he spends a lot of time <laughs> in a box not doing anything.
0: Fine, Clash of the Titles and Football Ramble Presents on your favourite podcast player. And listen now. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov.
1: Wellness News Flash. So this is a story that's actually been in every single paper this week. But this particular one comes from The Guardian. It seems yet again, the wellness goddess herself, GP, Gwyneth Paltrow, getting herself into hot water with some rather dubious advice. And here is the headline. NHS warns against Gwyneth Paltrow's kombucha and kimchi COVID
0: advice. (gasps) Ooh. Is kimchi (laughs) that gingery looking stuff on the side of a plate when you go to a Japanese restaurant?
1: Not Japanese. I believe it's Korean, and I believe it is uh, fermented, uh, fermented veg. It's like one of those things that's supposed to be the ultimate for your gut health. So if you are doing this vegan business for your gut health, you
0: need to be all about the kimchi. There's a lot of of recipes that seem to include kimchi. Is it the stuff that they give you on the side at Wagamama? Is that what it is? No, that's just like
1: lightly. Well, no, that's lightly pickled vegetables. It's not far off it. It's not far off it. Oh, our producer is saying it's fucking delicious. I mean, I, I can't stomach it, but it's very good for I you. I mean, do you very make it? You. Do you buy it? Like- you can make it. You Well, you can buy a jar of it or you can totally make it, but you should be having it with every meal. Should I? Gosh, yeah. really? Okay, well, let's hear what Gwenny's got to say about it. Gwyneth Paltrow has been urged to stop spreading misinformation by the medical director of NHS England after she suggested long COVID could be treated with intuitive fasting, herbal cocktails, and regular visits to an infrared sauna. The Hollywood star, who markets unproven New Age potions on her Goop website, wrote on her latest blog post that she caught COVID early and has since suffered long tail fatigue and brain fog. Welcome, welcome to everyone's world. (laughs) Paltrow said that after turning to the advice of a functional medicine practitioner, I call those people doctors, um, she was told this was a case where the road to healing was going to be longer than usual. They're
0: actually not, they're not doctors because what I'm
1: saying is I would turn to someone called a doctor rather than a
0: functional medicine practitioner. Well, my my sister-in-law's training to be a functional med- medicine practitioner. And she, what even is that? Well, is she, that a job? But she actually is a doctor and she believes that this is the future of health. Yeah. Because it's not just someone coming in and then you prescribing antibiotics for whatever's going on. They look at everything in terms of your lifestyle with how you can heal a patient. It is quite an amazing practice. It's wonderful, but if my leg's falling off, I still want the antibiotics.
1: So Gwyneth then embarked on a keto and plant-based diet involving fasting until 11 every day, lots of coconut aminos, sugar-free kombucha, and kimchi. Paltrow went on to recommend her own brand, Madame Ovary Supplement, and Seedlip Cocktails, They are disgusting, as we know from our non-alcohol (laughs) week. She added, I'm doing an infrared sauna as often as I can, all in service of healing. Paltrow also suggested there was evidence for the efficiency of such a diet. I've been doing major research and finding some great stuff to support what I'm doing, she wrote. However, her unproven advice prompted a stern rebuke from Professor Stephen Powers, National Medical Director for NHS England, who urged influencers such as Paltrow against spreading misinformation. He says, In the last few days, I see Gwyneth Paltrow is unfortunately suffering from the effects of COVID. We wish her well, but some of the solutions she's recommending are really not the solutions we'd recommend in the NHS, Powers added. We need to take long COVID seriously and apply serious science. All influencers who use social media have a a duty of responsibility and a duty of care around that. Like the virus, misinformation carries across borders and it mutates and it evolves. So I think YouTube and other social media platforms have a real responsibility and opportunity here.
0: Oh, I do feel a bit bad for Gwenny. I I know that we normally rip her to pieces, but I do feel a bit bad for her here. And I've seen this story everywhere it is everywhere it is everywhere yeah. and she has been ripped to shreds I do believe the woman is coming from good intentions um and she wants to spread her knowledge of how she has feels she has healed from long covid whether it's that or not but is she in a position to do so I guess is the no. question <laughs> no no so <laughs> and, and I've actually seen some very angry posts on Instagram about this, saying that um, she's holding herself as a wellness expert when actually she isn't. And there was one woman who went on to say, it, it was amazing what she wrote, she is a mm. human who is using her influence to subtly suggest if you do what she is recommending, you will be have her experience. And also to note, intuitive eating experts are saying that intuitive eating is not about fasting. It's about yep, eating when that. your body wants and it is an insult to out these two in the same camp. Because yeah. she's saying it's intuitive fasting. Well, how can you have something that's intuitive and the word fasting next to it? That is not a thing.
1: That's not my issue. I think that this is is exactly the same as the discussion that you and I had last week about the TikTok videos where you've got girls showing each other how to miscarry and have abortions and how to have sex and how contraception is toxic. It, You know, this is 10 times worse because these kids who are doing these TikTok videos have no platform this woman has one of the biggest platforms in the world so if she says please buy my vagina scented candle people go and buy it and if she's saying try this that and the other to cure COVID you know it's very likely that people are going to go and do that so I think that they're right you know if you are in a position of responsibility if you're sorry if you're in a position
0: like her of having such a high profile you have a responsibility but don't Don't you think that she feels... Look, I don't know, because obviously I don't know her. But she probably feels that she is using it responsibly. And this is just other people's opinions that she isn't. If a doctor said this would we all be up in arms about it? No, I don't think so because they have the degree and the science behind them to back it up. It's the fact that she's not really a qualified expert. She's just moved into... Nicole, she's a fucking actress. Are you going to take advice on a global pandemic that's killed millions of people from an actress? No, I'm not suggesting you should, by the way. I'm just saying, I think she she had good intentions by putting this story out there. And if it's helped her, it's helped her. I mean, How often do we turn around someone and go, oh, yeah, you should do this for your hair because I did it and it helped with mine. You know, you're constantly, yes, she's using her platform irresponsibly, but I don't think that's what she's meaning to do. And by the way, she does have an enormous wellness brand. So she probably does know a thing or two about wellness. She might not be an expert in inverted commas, but what makes an expert nowadays?
1: I think that you and I are going to have conversations about her probably for as long as we do this podcast.
0: I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get on to our book club? Oh, yes, please. It's the book club.
1: Every week in Friday's epilogue show, we're going to be discussing our book recommendation of the month. This month, we are reading Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free by Nancy Levin.
0: How are you getting on with it, Lauren? Yeah, I'm about
1: a third of the way through. Um, At first, I thought that maybe this book wouldn't have a lot to kind of tell me or teach me because I, I felt like my boundaries were quite good. Um, and the beginning, you know, cause you've read it too is kind of an intro to Nancy's story and the lead into what boundaries are, what happens when we don't set them, why we might not feel able to set boundaries and where this all comes from. And then she gives a lot of examples of issues that her clients have shared with her. It's kind of a discussion all around boundaries before starting to look at yourself um, yes. and the way that you can help yourself place the boundaries right yes so the the crux i guess of the beginning of the book is is she says it's an ouch moment that's what she calls it and she says it's really about accepting responsibility which can be very difficult she says you're crossing your own boundaries in your life nobody can cross your
0: boundaries unless you allow it yes I love it. Mm. I love it. Yeah. I think it is so empowering because, whilst you can have that ouch moment of, oh my God, what have I been creating? The fact that you know that you're responsible for it and you find out that, oh my, I've created this, which means that I get to create something else if I choose to. How
1: empowering yeah. is
0: that? That's yeah, the beauty it of is. it.
1: She says, it's your responsibility to recognize, set, and control the boundaries you need so others have been given fair warning. So she is not into this whole victim thing. She's like, no, this is on you. Yeah. It's your setting it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then... I I really resonated with a chapter she writes about work because I had a situation that presented itself literally the next morning after I'd read this chapter. And she talks about discounting yourself because of a lack of self worth. And she says, losing a paying client can feel dangerous when we need the funds. But as we come to believe in our worth, we gain trust and confidence. When a client relationship is no longer working, we can let go, knowing we will soon find another client who will pay our fee without complaint. So I got a phone call from a pregnant woman and she said oh, I don't you know I don't really know what what a doula does I don't really know what what it is that you do but basically I want to be able to phone you during you know kind of during the pregnancy and towards the end if I've got stuff I need to ask you and I said well why doesn't want you at the birth well she didn't really know what I did and I said well why why would you phone me why if you've got a you know a concern why would you not be phoning a midwife or your hospital to ask the midwives there oh well it's a bit hit and miss and you know I kind of would just rather have one person to phone who's the same person and I was right on the verge of saying to her sure listen you know what phone me for the next seven months whenever you want and ask whatever you want I can't charge you for that it's you know do what you like and I kind of just stopped myself before I said it and I said I'm not actually an advice line I'm a birth doula And this is what I do. And I then explained to her my full job from start to finish. And it turned out that the job she does is actually not that dissimilar from the job I do, which is that she provides a service for people who are going into a a big journey in their lives. And she helps navigate that. She was like, oh my God, I totally get it now. I totally get it. And I just... I just, in that moment, I just thought, you know what? It, it, it kind of doesn't matter. That's my boundary. My boundary is I'm not here to be a free advice line for you for seven months. This is my job. This is what I do. I'm happy to perform that service, but I charge for that service and it's, it's a real job. Um, So that was, it it felt good, you know, I I clearly expressed my, I expressed it clearly. I acted with integrity and, and it worked out for me. So
0: it was a good lesson. I mean, this particular chapter, I've implemented this from a very early age due to my hairdressing, due to my salon. So I've always had to have very strong boundaries because people always wanted to get their hair cut. And for them, it's a pleasure. So they'll come at, you know, nine o'clock on a Sunday night if they wanted to. I remember one, client, a new client texted me at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. This is a couple of, a few years ago. Uh, the first, I didn't know who she was. She'd obviously been recommended to me. Um, texting me 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, please. Can you, uh, put a keratin on my hair, which is like a straightening system, uh, next Sunday night at 8 PM. Many thanks. And I looked at it and I thought, uh, no, no. And then she replied back the next morning. This is 11 o'clock, right? Mm. On a Sunday Mm. night, eight o'clock in the morning. Did you get my message? Um, Actually, please, can we make it 8.30 on a Sunday night? And I looked at it and I thought, you will never, ever get an appointment with me because you, I mean, it had so much in there that I knew that I did not want this client. No, thanks. Don't ever text me at 11 o'clock at night. It's disrespectful for someone that you don't know. And B, don't ever assume that I work on a Sunday night at 8.30 for whenever you need it. Like it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So she never got got a response. Yeah. I mean, and my my friends have always laughed at me at how bounded I am with my hairdressing. They've always like, oh my God, you're so strict. I think you have to be. You have have to to be. be. Otherwise I would have worked seven days a week, 24 hours a day.
1: And the thing is, you and I both work with, I'm going to say like members of the public, because, you know, we have got people coming into our lives who we are giving a service to who we don't know. And there are things like that for me is such a a warning. Like, obviously, women call me at three in the morning because they're in labor. But if I've got someone who's never met me, who's texting me the same as you, you know, 11 o'clock on a on a Sunday night or at 6.30 in the morning, I'm like, no, I'm not going to have six months of you feeling you can endlessly contact yes. me any time of day or yes. night and I have no boundaries around it. So if I get that email in or that text in, I will not reply until it's, you know, a civilized time of day or night, even if I'm awake well, on principle.
0: Well, the fact that she even had the gall to, to text me again the next morning, did you get my message at eight o'clock in the morning? Not even giving me a minute. I thought yeah. you, I am not, you do not get a reply because you are not the kind of woman that I want anywhere near me. No, thank you. So
1: are we saying that you and I definitely have good firm set boundaries around our work?
0: Um, yes. Listen, I think there's, there's always room for improvement and I'm sure I'll find that out as the book goes on. Um, but I have, I think they're pretty good. I think my boundaries generally are pretty good. And do you think, but as we go through this book we're going to find maybe we have
1: other boundaries that are a bit more sticky for us yes 100%
0: and yes. there's always room to grow isn't there so i don't think any of the things that we bring up here i've i've kind of yeah i've got it sussed and that's it because there's always and and it's a moving thing it's a fluid thing isn't it like my boundaries might be good one day but not the next so yeah i think i'm going to learn a lot in this book i'm yeah, enjoying it me already
1: too. I am too. So if you've read this book, why not let us know, or maybe you'd like to read along with us this month, email us at hello at selfcareclub.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you've got any recommendations of books that have changed your life and that you would like us to talk about, please get in touch. So shall we have a chat about what we've been doing this week for our own self-care? Tell
0: me what you have been up to, Nicole. It's funny because this segment, I love this segment, by the way. Yeah, I do too. Um, And when I sit down and think, right, what have I been doing for my self-care this week? And I had a little bit of a panic thinking, oh my God, I can't come up with anything new. Well, and then I sort of gave myself a proverbial slap around the face and thought, you don't need to come up with something new. You just need to say what you've been doing. Um, So- Look, exercise is a massive, massive, massive part of my self-care. The, the second they open those gyms, the better. So my trainer, he he like voice notes me um, workouts to do at home and I've been doing them and I do them about four or five times a week and they're really hard and they're really great and I'm getting really, really sick of training at home. But, you know, I just, I need to train. So that's, that is the biggest part of my self-care is yeah. my exercising and I'm walking loads and that's great. Um, I am still doing the plant-based diet. I actually feel really great on it. Good. Um, I feel quite energized. I feel better than I did last time, but it's taking a lot of, uh, mental energy. It like, I really have to think about what I'm going to eat. And in order to get a specific, you know, my correct diet in and get everything in that I need, I'm cooking a lot and it's kind of already wearing a bit thin. I'll be honest. Okay but I am enjoying it. So that's that. And then the other thing on Friday night, uh, we got a takeaway and I just put on some loud music and me and the girls literally had a disco and like a whole karaoke session. Love and it. we danced around the living room for about two hours. We had the most wonderful time. We were singing Pink. We were singing Adele. Then we went into our musical repertoire. We did Hamilton. We did Six. We did... uh, It was so amazing. And we all got microphones and I was using a cheese slicer and Daisy was using... (laughs) What was she using? She was using like a pepper mill. And it was just absolutely so much fun. It was I can't recommend it enough. And I thought to myself, I haven't heard loud music and haven't danced in so many months. And it really, it just, it put us all in such a good mood. So that's really what I've been doing for self-care this week. I think that's amazing. That's the
1: joy of daughters, you see. That is the fun of daughters.
0: You get My to do that. My husband also took some video footage, which yes. uh, he's been threatening to release onto Instagram. Maybe I'll put it out there this week. I think you should put it out there with pride. I think I will, especially the one when we do. Uh, have you seen Six? Have you heard of Six, the musical? I- I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Well, we- you know, the theatres are shut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, I've been going every week.
0: Have you not oh, really? <laughs> Cameron McIntosh has been calling me Speed Up. <laughs> it on specially for you um it was just brilliant it was it was great so I really thought to myself Nicole you need to have some more fun in your life we probably all do don't
1: we all fun is very lacking yeah Yeah. so what have you been doing Lauren well my mine is is not so fun but I'm definitely calling it self-care I had my COVID jab (gasps) oh well that's
0: the biggest form of self-care Yeah. Isn't it? That's amazing. It really
1: is. Uh, How did you feel
0: after?
1: Uh, It it didn't hurt at all. Didn't even know it was going in. Took 10 seconds. Went home. The next day, I didn't feel great. I have to say, I had 24 hours where I felt a bit rubbish, a bit fluey, took paracetamol, and then the next morning was totally fine um very much worth it and yeah feel really 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 happy that I had that Aww. so that was and has fab. it given you a peace of mind it's given me a peace of mind that I feel safer really around sort of my in-laws and my parents and everything else I wasn't really particularly worried for myself um but it just feels good to kind of have ticked that box that's great so, yeah that's great and also you know for work if I'm around pregnant women and and babies I think to have had the first one makes me feel a lot a lot happier no oh, that's yay. cool yay. Uh, and also it was my birthday yesterday was. how was your it birthday was. um do you know what i've had birthdays that were a lot worse than that one spent in lockdown. Really? I've had loads of birthdays where, like, Ollie's been at work, the kids have been at school, I've just been on my own all day, and then we've gone out for dinner in the evening. But yesterday, because everyone's home and no one's got anything to do, it's actually a really special day. Lockdown birthdays (laughs) are really fantastic. And, um... Yeah, I got loads of presents and messages and a lovely cake. And it made me very happy and also very sad yeah. that how, how much we've kind of yeah. missed this year. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was really nice. It was really nice.
0: Right. Now tell me what we've got coming up on next week's show, Lauren. Right. Next week, we are going to be taking a journey
1: up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire and hoping for sweet dreams as we tackle healthy sleep Habits what do you mean where What do you mean going to Bedfordshire? We can't go anywhere. What are you talking about? No, that's the phrase taking the journey up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire. Have you never heard I've that phrase? Never, ever heard <laughs> that phrase. It's like a very old fashioned English thing that you used to say to children. No,
0: you didn't. I didn't yes,
1: not no, you didn't. I'm talking our grandparents' I generation because did, I've never heard it. yeah. I think it's it's just
0: it's very sweet I might hold a poll on Instagram to hit see who's actually heard of this who
1: has heard taking a journey up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire you know meaning going up the stairs to bed that's what it means. Okay. So we're doing sleep next. Oh, how nice. A week of sleep.
0: Health. Healthy sleep habits. Oh, I'm going to have to put my phone healthy away and not watch.
1: Yes, you are. And, yes. I, and I'm not going to be able to watch
0: <laughs> Hey You before I fall asleep. No. I know. None of that. That, None of, that. None boring. of that.
1: And do not forget to tune in on Monday. It's a special Monday show. We never go out on a Monday, but we are. Um, for our one-off bonus episode on behalf of International Women's Day, we're going to be hearing from incredible female change Maker and from you guys and who's inspired
0: you on your journey through womanhood it's a really special episode it really is thank you so much for listening today if you like what we do here and you want to be part of the conversation send us an email hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk we read everyone we try to get back to every single one of you and also if you have a minute and you love the show go write us a review on apple podcast because we love getting those too and they make us smile and if you haven't already come follow us at Instagram at self care club pod and that's where we put up all our polls and all our questions and we get to hear from you guys so come be a part of it thanks for listening and we'll be back on monday for our very special one-off episode all about sisterhood see you then this was a stakhanov production and part of the acas creative network <laughs>
1: it's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from The Chalk Face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips, and get ready for the lesson.